Good afternoon. Today we celebrate the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And today's readings speak to us about this disparity between rich and poor, the, the great reversal. In our first reading from Amos, here he was in a time you know, before the, the uh, Babylonians overtook Israel. And the rich people were sitting in their fine furniture and dining sumptuously and eating good food. And meanwhile, their, their country was coming apart at the seams. But, well, they received their reward because they were the first to be exiled to Babylon. And you think to yourself, hmm, why would they be the first? Well, they had the money and the resources, sometimes the skills. That's why all the skilled people went out of town. They went to Babylon so that they could serve their Babylonian masters. The poor people kind of stayed behind, and it was just kind of that first reversal. And you think about that, how that works. In our gospel today, there was another kind of reversal. Now here, it's about Lazarus and the rich man. Interesting. You'll notice that most of the time, if somebody is going to be named, the newspaper or wherever, it's usually a rich man. You know, it's about the guy with wealth. Joe Jones, the great blah, 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 whatever. But poor people don't get mentioned by names. You know, they're just there. However, in this story, Lazarus, the poor beggar, was named. Meanwhile, the rich man is not named. Reversal number one. Number two is the fact that he was rich, had everything he wanted in this life. And, of course, Lazarus had nothing. Then there he was dying from whatever those sores were all about. Maybe leprosy, we don't really know. But the real sin of the rich man wasn't the fact that he had money. His sin was a sin of omission. He ignored Lazarus as he suffered. He walked right by him. And, interestingly enough, he knew his name. You know, when he got to heaven, send Lazarus to come down here and help me. And Abraham's going, I don't think so. You're on your own, pal. And that's the second reversal. But the biggest thing is identifying who the rich man is and who Lazarus is. Now we can look in our own world and we might say, well, gee, anybody who's in need, anybody who's suffering, anyone who's being ignored or not taken care of, well, that could be... That could be Lazarus. I agree, absolutely. But who's the rich man? I can look in the mirror and say, you are. Thinking about how many times I've ignored a need. Somebody who is poor. I think particularly about the time when my mother, God rest her soul, my mother-in-law, was staying at our house. She was, had a stroke, suffering from dementia. And 
early on, you know, very attentive, you know, but as time went on, well, life was being led. I had places to go and people to see. I can remember many times blowing out of the house, not even looking in her direction. And she was hard to talk to because she didn't understand. And, you know, it just kind of plays out on, well, why, why didn't you do that? Well, it's too late now. I mean, that was 18 years ago or so. But it certainly gave me pause to reflect on this gospel today because I was that rich man. Now, the good news is I have still time to mend my ways. And now, of course, my wife is pretty ill. She's on hospice right now. And yeah, that that role certainly has reversed now. And caring for her is my primary job. It's what I do. And believe me, I can see that end in, in, in the horizon. It's scary. But realizing we have so many opportunities to help those who are without. Without friends, without money, without resources, without hope. And we can still do something about it. And it's not just about money. It's about your time or your talent. It's about simply being there for someone who's lonely, who has no one else to care for them. That's something that you're rich in. We have that time. Is it better to watch TV all night or maybe call someone who is in in pain to be with them, to suffer with them a little bit? and to share in their life. Today, as we come to the altar, we might reflect on our own lives. Where are we missing the boat? Where are we missing that opportunity to help someone in need, to be Christ for one another? And as we come to the altar, we ask for God's grace, his strength, his vision, his generosity that we might be his reflection to them. I believe in one God, 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 God,